we'll just take the audio from it and we'll post it to our podcast. And so you'll be able to go back and listen to it if you guys have any questions or things like that that you missed. Uh, but we do have some special guests on this call with us. And so before we get things started, I want to let you know who we have on the call. And so I will call on them uh, so that it's not those awkward moments. And uh, we'll save Chris for last. So we'll start off with Miss Teresa Lauder. Uh, good evening. I don't know about what I'm supposed to say here, but we're glad everyone has joined us. And at any point uh, after this, if you have questions, feel free to contact our office. Awesome. Yeah, sorry. I should have prefaced. This was just a uh, slight update. So if you could introduce yourself and tell us what office you represent. Sorry about that. Uh, Mr. Collis. <laughs> All right, <clears throat> good evening. My name is Collis Robinson and I serve as the Associate Dean of Student Life and happy that you all are joining tonight. Awesome, Mr. Gus. Hello, class of 2024. My name is Gus Gerasimides. I am the Associate Vice President of Student Life and I look forward to working with you all while you're here on campus or even away from campus. <laughs> awesome, thank you so much. Miss Hannah. Hi, everyone. We're so excited you're here. Um, yeah, my name is Hannah Tolliver, and I'm serving in the role of uh, Assistant Director of Housing. Thank you so much. Miss Jessica. Hey there. Uh, my name is Jessica Pena. I'm the uh, Associate Director of Admissions, and we are certainly excited to meet all of you all over the next several months, it looks like. <laughs> awesome. Dr. Robert? Well, hello, class of 2024. I am Dr. Chanel Barber, the Vice President for Student Life, and I am wearing the latest fashion here at Berea College, and can't wait to see you all when you get here in August. <laughs> Thank you so much, I love the mask. And last but not least, Dr. Chris Leakes. <laughs> Yeah, hey everybody, my name is Chris Lakes. Uh, I've talked to a lot of you before, um, Director of Student Success and Transition, and happy to have you guys here for this. Um, did we miss anybody uh, administrator-wise who is still on here who's gonna talk? Anybody who wants to jump in? Hearing none, I'm gonna go ahead and get started. So really happy to have you guys with us tonight uh, for this town hall. Uh, on June 26th, we sent out an email uh, on behalf of the president and the provost and other uh, and uh, the vice president Barber and other members of our administrative committee announcing uh, the college's decision for the fall and asking you to make a decision uh, on, on how you're going to engage with us uh, over the next year. So what we wanted to do is to provide you an opportunity to ask some questions. A lot of you are already been emailing our offices, uh, asking questions about that. Um, we had two town hall meetings last week with our continuing students. Um, those went extremely well. Uh, lots of good discussion, lots of great questions. Um, and, uh, you know, I'll be honest with you, we are, uh, we're really excited about uh, the ways that we're going to be able to engage with you this year. We're also uh, kind of building the bridge as we're walking on it. We're trying to figure this out as a community, just like every other institution in the country is right now. And we feel pretty good about the plans that, that we've got in place. We feel really good about the ways that we're gonna be able to engage you educationally over the next year. Um, so uh, let's jump into the presentation. I'm gonna share my screen and Ty is going to tell me 
if everybody can see the presentation. Ty, can you see town hall meeting for students? <laughs> we cannot. You cannot. Okay. Well, we're going to try that one more time and make absolutely sure that it is working. All right, let's try it this way. Ty, how about now? No, sir. Ty, you're failing me miserably. <laughs> mm -mm, don't even. <laughs> this. No, sir. Still nothing. There we go. There it is. Okay. Ty, you came through for me. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Let me know if anything goes wrong during this, though, please. Awesome. I will say, uh, if you guys have questions, feel free to ask them in the chat. I will be monitoring them, uh, but we will not address any questions until the end. And so if your question already gets answered, we won't address it. I'll just mark it off, um, and we'll answer any of the questions that are listed. All right. Yep. Back to you, Chris. So one thing that I want to make abundantly clear is that every single decision that we've made as an institution is, has been done with your safety in mind. So as we go through this presentation, as we talk about the different options that are available to you, as we talk about the different ways that we're going to be engaging you in the classroom or the residence halls or on campus or off campus or whatever, we've taken great measures to try and ensure your safety. We cannot mitigate or get rid of all risk that's involved uh, with the fall term. Nobody can, but um, our administrative committee, our two contingency planning teams, our logistic teams, our logistics teams, all of those groups have worked really hard to make sure that your safety is paramount. So um, the plans that we have in place uh, are keeping that in mind while also trying to make sure that we're providing you with the best educational opportunities possible. So um, again, as we go through this, just keep in mind that we're working really hard for you on your behalf uh, with your safety and your best interests in mind. So what we presented to students um, is two options to incoming students. We have two options for you uh, as incoming students. You can choose to learn on campus uh, in the fall. So join us at Berea College in the fall or you can defer your arrival till the spring term. So fall term on-campus learning, which is that left-hand column, uh, you would arrive on campus the weekend of August 8th. Now, this is where I need to tell you that we're going to be doing our move-in over two days. So we'll be doing a two-day uh, kind of rolling move-in on August 8th and 9th, Saturday and Sunday, and you'll be assigned a time uh, to show up on campus. We're doing this because every student that comes to campus is gonna be tested upon arrival and we can only accommodate so many tests per day. So, or, or actually per, per uh, session. So um, you will be assigned a time. We will take your uh, preferences into account. You know, if you can't come on a particular day, we'll do our best to try and accommodate those requests. But um, you will be arriving on the weekend of August 8th uh, on either that Saturday in the morning or afternoon or on the Sunday, August 9th in the morning or afternoon. And again, We'll get to that uh, once we know who all is coming to campus. 
Once you're on campus, you must adhere to all the policies outlined in the campus-wide student agreement. Um, Dr. Barber and Gus and Collis are going to be uh, outlining those um, policies in a little bit more detail uh, over the next 30 minutes or so. Uh, so I encourage you to listen to those really closely and make sure that you have an understanding of what exactly life on campus is going to look like for you this coming fall. It's going to be a, a term that looks like no other we've ever had. So um, be sure to pay attention really closely to what they're saying. Students will take up to two courses in session A and two courses in session B for a total of four credits in the term, which is usually what uh, all students take. So we're gonna be doing the same number of classes, but in two seven-week sessions. Those courses may be online or in person. So you may come to campus and you may still have an online course where you're learning um, you know, through some virtual environment and an on-campus class. So that is distinctly possible even if you come to campus. You must participate in the labor program if you're on campus with us in the fall and all students will be assigned a roommate. So we will not have single room situations. I know there's been some conversation about that, but all students will be assigned a roommate. And we'll talk a little bit more, more about that in a minute. The other option is to defer until the spring term. Uh, for those students, you would arrive in January uh, to start off our spring term. We will have a full orientation and transition experience for those of you that choose to arrive in the spring. This is not, um, just you know, kicking down the curb, and we won't you know we won't see you and we won't talk to you. We will be assigning you a student success advisor out of our office, the Office of Student Success and Transition, that will kind of keep up with you throughout the fall term, um, help you with that transition process, and then once you arrive in January, we'll have a full kind of process for you to help you transition to the college. You can take courses at another institution during the fall term, and we will transfer those credits to Berea like we normally would. Now, I can't you know, guarantee that everything will transfer um, as prospective credits or, or for, uh, you know, for credit in the same ways, um, you know, a one-to-one -one, like if you were on campus, but it will be just the same as if you're transferring credits uh, currently. If you're you know, taking something in high school or if you're taking something this summer, uh, the credits will transfer just the same. So you're not prevented from taking a course at another campus uh, in the fall term. You will still have eight full terms to complete your degree at Berea. Now, for a lot of you guys, you're not going to understand what that means necessarily, but you have Berea College is an eight-term limit. Obviously, you can apply for an extension of terms. We have students that go nine or ten terms, but with that eight-term limit, uh, that does not start in the fall term. So if you arrive in the spring term, that will be your first term, and you will still have eight regular terms to complete Berea, and your expected graduation would be December of 2024. Now, you could still catch up, you could still move faster taking summer classes or overloads or things like that. That's absolutely possible, but you will not be penalized for uh, deferring until the spring term. We are not yet approving full year deferrals. Um, we've, we've gotten that, been asked that question a few times, students asking, can I just defer until the fall of 2021? We're not there yet. Uh, we're, we're still making decisions about the fall term. Uh, it is something that we will likely engage uh, on a student-by-student -student basis, but right now we are only permitting, we're only approving deferrals until the fall, until the spring term, all right? Uh, again, might be a conversation that we have as we get into the fall, but we really need to see what the world's going to do between now and December, uh, what, Berea, what things look like when we reopen Berea College. Uh, so we have some steps to take before then. So those are the two options for our incoming students. Now our returning students have a few additional options because they've been on campus for a while. 
but we really value the on-campus experience for our student, for our first year students. And so fall term on campus with us or deferring until the spring term. So those are the two big options for students. Um, and we'll talk at the end about what you need to do next in terms of signing that agreement. But I'm gonna go ahead and move on uh, to the student expectations and agreements. And thank you, Dr. Likes. Um, just to let everyone know, yes, there is some lag time uh, going on with our internet. So it's not just yours. I'm here on campus and I know the internet is dragging. And so some of us are in our homes that are speaking. And so we're just experiencing what technology does best. So just bear with us. Um, as I said, I'm Dr. Chanel Barber. I am the Vice President for Student Life. And so what I want to bring to your attention tonight is the student expectation and the agreement that we are asking everyone to sign. And so as I started, you see I have this lovely mask. You too will receive not this mask as this was a gift, but the college is giving all students at least four masks that you will be wearing. And so I'm going to take mine off now. This is the new normal on, on campus. So as you know, COVID has upset all of society and it continues to dictate what we do here on campus. So first of all, just want to let you know, we do care about the safety of all students. And that is why the college is very committed during this challenging time to give students the option of what they wish to do. For you as new students, and I hope that several of you are watching with a parent or guardian to help in your decision making, is to know, again, as Dr. Lake said, you have the opportunity that you can come on campus and take classes and participate in the work study program, or you can defer your fall semester. But I do want you to know that we are all in this together and that no matter what you choose, you have the choice. The college is empowering you to make that choice. This is not going to be a normal campus environment, as you saw again with my mask. And then Dr. Lakes, if you could go to the next slide, please. These are the big expectations that we will expect all students, not just first year, but all our continuing students, our students that are actually living in the community, who have permission to live in the community and to come on campus. We will be practicing social distancing. 
we will be wearing our masks indoors and outdoors. We will actually have people who will be monitoring you, um, all students, on what you are doing. If you're not practicing social distancing, if you're not wearing your masks, you know, we have set up uh, sanitation or, uh, um, um, goodness, um, what do you call it? Germex, what, what do you call that? Um, but anyway, we, we've, set, we've set those stations up. So where um, if you can't get to water and soap, you can actually, um, you know, yes, thank you, hand sanitizers. We've got those stations set all, all over campus because again, I have to stress the importance of the safety of all students. COVID is very real. While some people may not believe in COVID, there are people who are on this webinar tonight who have had loved ones who have had COVID and have talked about the experience that it is not fun, it is hard for, uh, to, to come back from. You all have seen it in the news. You, there are people who have died. We've even had students, um, they were not on campus this summer when they got it. They wanted to stay anonymous, but they even asked our president to share with others that they had it and it is no joke. So you will see there that um, students, you will be tested, uh, randomly tested um, um, throughout the semester. And uh, Gus will talk more about that in the presentation. But I cannot say enough that on campus, you will be very limited in your activities that you do. Um, again, like our dances um, and even exercising and all of these things uh, will be very limited, minimal to almost non-existent here. So take all of these expectations um, into consideration. And again, talk it over with the parent or guardian um, about whether this semester for you to come to campus is the best thing for you to do or if it's something that you need to defer. Because on the next slide, please, is that our, our, it's everyone's responsibility on campus to monitor each other. But I have to say that student conduct falls within the realm of student life. So this year, we won't have a normal judicial, whereas you get to have an appeals process. So when breaking those rules, it can lead to suspension. That is why I say to you that you want to think hard and take this decision seriously about whether or not that you need to be on campus this semester, because I certainly would hate that you break any of these expectations and then you are suspended. And, how, and people are wondering how long is suspension? Our president says until this pandemic is over with, so until our governor or the president of the United States says no longer, that we are no longer in danger. So 
you have to decide, are you going to, to come to campus, follow each and every one of those expectations that you sign or run the risk of suspension? So thank you and uh, best wishes. And I'll turn it back over. Hi everyone, uh, my name again is Gus Gerasimides and Dr. Barber, thank you for that message of safety for, to a successful academic school year. Um, class of 2024, you all are making Berea history. You're the first entering class of the COVID-19 period. Um, we're gonna really rely on you all to follow the expectations that Dr. Barber shared in order uh, for you to stay safe and for other members to stay safe. So you really have a chance to make an impact for future Bereans in terms of how we handle this, um, this upcoming academic school year. I'm gonna talk more specifically about our testing capacity. Uh, I'm gonna briefly discuss our uh, quarantine and isolation protocols that we have in place. And then um, I'm also gonna, um, I'm gonna focus on those two areas that primarily. So all students before you come to campus, uh, three to seven days before you get here, we'd like for you to uh, take the COVID-19 test. And if you test positive, uh, we, would, we don't want you to come to campus, not because we don't care about you, but it wouldn't be safe for you and others. If you test negative, we'd like for you to bring a copy of those results to campus and it's going to, it's really important to do that because we'll ask you to show those um, test results to us first and that's when we'll allow you to check in. Um, once you get to campus, uh, you're also going to be signing up to take another test while on, you're on campus within the first seven days and, and that's just for us to double check. We want to make sure that when we start the school year out that we really start off on a clean slate in terms of not having people that are positive on, on campus. We think that's gonna be critical to our uh, success. Um, also, um, let me add that once classes start, should anyone um, not feel well or just feel symptoms, um, coughing, sneezing, loss of taste of food, et cetera. Um, we're gonna have a campus nurse that's gonna be available to everyone uh, where you could call. You could also share that information with someone in your residence hall. We have area coordinators, they're professional staff members that are in the residence halls. You could share that with your um, area coordinator who will then refer you to the nurse or you could call the nurse yourself directly. Once the, uh, once the nurse evaluates you, um, she'll, she'll, help, she'll help you develop a plan. Um, if you need to be isolated or um, quarantined, we've identified 25 spaces on campus for those situations. We'll, if, if a person is quarantined or isolated, uh, we'll provide food and we'll provide uh, teleconferencing with the nurse in the evening to make sure you're doing well. And we'll, we'll, um, there'll be washer and dryer access for you um, um, in, the, in the quarantine rooms. We also have reserved uh, some space at a hotel in the community. So we, we just know that 
everyone will have a place should you get to that situation. Um, all the tests that happen on campus uh, will, will be free. So that's what we have in place at this point. And um, I'll f field questions um, later. I'm sorry, that was the, I already kind of covered that. Oh, Sorry, Gus, I, I, I was behind on you. That's okay. The only thing I didn't cover is uh, contact tracing. Should someone test positive, um, we will, um, the health department basically does tracing and the college has trained two staff members. We have someone in our public safety department and someone in our uh, environmental health sciences department and they've been trained to do tracing and they'll work with the health department, but the health department will uh, take the lead in conducting tracing should we need to go there. Thank you. Thank you, Gus. Um, yeah, I'm sorry I was lagging earlier. I switched over to another um, another internet router, so hopefully it'll be a little less laggy this time. I'm going to say some things that I said earlier, uh, and so I'll go really quickly. Academically, for Berea, as you know, we switched from, because we've announced it, we switched from a 14-week term to two seven-week terms. What that does is that allows us the opportunity to uh, have you contacting fewer students uh, throughout the day. It allows us to be a little bit more nimble in terms of if we do have to, to shut things down or we do need to move to an online format quickly. Um, but students are still going to end up with the same number of credits at the end of the first term as they normally would. So new students are going to be enrolled in 1.5 to 2 credits for each session. I say 1.5 because we have a Well 101 class that's a half credit. Um, and then we have the full credit classes. We also have some others like GST 101 um, and some quarter credit, uh, um, you know, courses that you have to have for, for graduation like yoga or things like that in terms of wellness classes. So you could be in 1.5, 1.75, two uh, or possibly two and a half credits um, uh, in each session. Uh, those schedules will be assigned to you. So we always, uh, for the last over a decade, we enroll you in your first term classes. We do this based on your course preference form, your areas of academic interest, um, things that you, uh, you know, your test scores, all of that kind of stuff. We'll build your schedule based on, on those factors. Then you'll have an opportunity to engage with us in a conversation about that schedule. The first term, that first session, is probably gonna be pretty, pretty limited. And then we're gonna engage you in a conversation about how, what you want to um, enroll in for that second session. So it's actually gonna provide you some interesting opportunities that you wouldn't normally get to come explore a little bit, have conversations with our office, uh, you know, kind of learn what you might be interested in and then enroll for those second session courses. So it's, it's actually a really good opportunity, I think, for our first year students in particular. You're going to need to be in a minimum of one full credit each session to remain a full-time student. That's not going to be uh, too hard, but we'll work with you on that. Um, again, can take no more than 2.5 credits in a session, and no student will have more than 4.5 credits for the fall. That's a maximum load at Berea College unless you uh, are approved for an overload. And again, keep in mind that at Berea College, one full credit equals four credit hours at another institution. So that's really 
you know, four credits at Berea is 16 credit hours. Four and a half would be 18 credit hours at Berea. Um, so that, you know, four may seem light if you've, you know, taken 12 credit hours somewhere else, but uh, at Berea, four and a half credit load is, is a full-time load. And those two courses in each session, our expectation is usually two hours of work for every hour in class. So really two credits in seven, in a seven week session comes up to about 40 hours a week that you're going to be uh, doing studying and, and, um, you know, in class and such. So it's going to be a lot for those, uh, for those, those two classes in each of those sessions. So that's it for the academic piece. Um, again, we'll send you those schedules and we'll talk a little bit more about that in the end as questions come up, but I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to Teresa Lauder, who's our director of financial aid. Thanks, Chris. Just want to go over a few things um, with you. Some people um, have thought that financial aid is based on how you get classes. Now, you will be on campus taking classes, uh, so there's really no choices for you, but you may hear upperclassmen talking about it. But financial aid is based on credits taken, not on the delivery system for classes. So for the future, understand that. While the fall terms divide into two parts, financial aid looks at total credits for the fall term. We combine the sessions A and B or one and two for your full amount of credits. If you go below full time, your financial aid may be reduced. Through all this though, your EFC will stay the same, your expected family contribution. All expenses and aid for the fall will be applied to your student account. And after all fall charges have been paid, if you have any type of credit, that will come to you by direct deposit or paper check. There'll be more on that information from the labor office on how you want your paychecks, whether it's direct deposit or a paper check. Based on that, that will show us how uh, we need to get your credit to you. if you're having a credit. Most everyone probably will not have a credit, but just in case you're expecting one. You're not here for last spring or summer, so you won't have to worry about any unpaid accounts when it comes time for confirmation. To receive your aid, you must be confirmed for the fall and attend at least one class before any credit will be picked up from your account and out to you. So if you're normally, or will be coming in as a town student, um, there'll be very few of those, but if that happens, you may have a, a credit and those won't be released until you have confirmed and uh, attended at least one class. Okay, when we packaged, uh, started packaging awards in March, we were still, we were under the impression that it would be a normal term for us, which is 17 weeks in the fall and 17 weeks in the spring. But we're having to adjust fall term to be two weeks less than we had uh, considered. So we have to go back and redo everyone's financial aid. Um, the aid will be packaged as normal. There'll be your tuition grants, your labor earnings, your Pell Grant, outside grants, state grants. All those will be um, on your award letter, 
charges are going to be reflective of you're not being on campus for two weeks. It'll be two weeks less. So there will be uh, costs will be reduced, mostly in housing and meals. And because of that, some aid will be reduced. Um, if you're needing any other um, assistance, let's say you have an EFC and you can't, you and your family can't come up with that, the only way we can replace that is with a federal loan. To request that, there'll be additional aid applications that will be electronic. We'll talk about that a little bit later. The, next, the last bullet really applies more to upper class students, but just know that before you get any aid coming back to you, all your charges have to be paid, whether you charge book, books to your account, if there's class fees, lab fees, whatever the fees are on the account, all those things have to be paid before any credit comes to you. Now, Chris, thanks. Just to let you know, we will have two town hall meetings on only financial aid in late July. We were, had a staff meeting today. We were talking about that, starting to get things scheduled. And since we can't socially distance in our offices with students, we're going to be having one-on-one -on -one appointments to speak with you and or your parent. Uh, you're going to have the opportunity to speak with the counselor, whether it's Zoom or any other means after the town hall meetings. So town halls will be um, first, and then we'll send out information on how you can schedule a one-on-one -on -one if you need one. All students may not need one, but if you would feel more comfortable, we will send uh, a link out for you to be able to join, uh, and we can talk to you on a one-to-one. -one. Um, and we're hoping that we can talk with everyone that needs to talk to us before you even arrive on campus. Uh, I think that's all I have at this point, and questions can come later in the Q&A. Thank you, Teresa. I'm going to turn it over, I think, to Collis for this slide. Yes, thank you, and good evening again, um, Collis Robinson. So I'm going to spend just a few minutes talking a little bit about housing and sharing some general updates as it relates to the residence hall. So all new students uh, arriving in the fall are required to live on campus or in a residence hall. So that is important to note. Um, there will be limited visitation, which with first year students visitation in terms of in your room um, is not uh, a thing in terms of others from other halls coming to visit with you. Um, but you still should note that with the roommate, you all will not, even with people in your hall, um, we would limit and have restrictions around how many people can be in a room. And so the rooms are very small and um, we, we don't want to see, you know, four or five, six people gathering in a room. And, and again, that's for your safety and concern for your well-being. And so, of course, that means no outside visitors will be allowed in the residence halls, uh, and that includes Berea College off-campus students as well. So you who may be off-campus, and again, they're not going to be allowed to visit the halls due to COVID. Um, also, you're going to be working with your hall staff to complete roommate agreements, and uh, these are very handy. It just helps on the front end to sit down with your roommate and create an agreement about, uh, you know, maybe I like to go to sleep at 8, p.m. and you like to go to sleep 
you know, my roommate likes to go to sleep at midnight. Well, we kind of need to talk through that. And what does that look like? Um, and so roommate agreements are a great way to kind of get on the same page there and, and uh, find ways to respect um, preferences that both individuals have. Um, also, you're going to note um, that in our residence halls this year, uh, kitchens and common spaces along with laundry rooms will be scheduled. Um, and so the kitchens and common space will we'll use a system to do RSVPing where you will be able to reserve those uh, 24 hours in advance. And basically, they're going to be set up and uh, uh, spaced out so that we can make sure that our, our housekeepers, our hall staff, and also you, um, we can make sure that we clean those areas accordingly. And then laundry rooms, we're going to be looking at assigning you a particular day um, or days for laundry. And so more information will come with your room assignment about that. I'm ready. Yep, thank you. And then all incoming students will be assigned a roommate for fall 2020. And, and um, this is not, the next one's not as relevant, but we, we sometimes do a room switch period, which we will not do um, that this year. And then if you are in the high risk category for COVID, we do ask that you work with our Director of Disability and Accessibility Services, as well as our Assistant Director of Housing, um, Hannah, which she introduced herself at the beginning. So if you have concerns, please look at the contact information there and uh, reach out to both offices. I'm ready, yeah. And then this one, uh, again, is for any, if we have non-traditional students on the call or transfer of town students, mm -hmm. um, this is particularly for you. Uh, Eco Village is on campus. However, Student Life recognizes that there are several non-traditional students living in the Eco Village. So if you're a transfer student and you know that you're going to be living in the Eco Village, uh, um, students who live in the Eco Village are expected to follow the guidelines in place for campus. Um, however, those students will be permitted uh, because most Transfer, some transfer students have families and spouses and other things like that. Um, they will not be restricted in the same way as on campus. Uh, but again, just reiterating the guidelines will still be expected to be followed. An Eco Village student who's taking classes remote and working remotely would select returning on the agreement as housing is on campus. And again, there will be a process for non-trads and Eco Village students to report symptoms related to COVID-19. So uh, Eco Village for those coming into Berea is like an apartment style uh, housing and it's on campus. And so that's again, while we're kind of reiterating some of these things um, where, you know, in the residence hall, you have a live in the Eco Village. We have a coordinator who's here uh, full time as well, but they don't obviously live in every apartment. So just kind of making these uh, points that, you know, we would need you to communicate with us. Um, and keep us up to date about any COVID-related symptoms uh, that you or your family or spouse experience. And I think that does it, yep. So uh, first year students typically are not permitted to have vehicles on campus. Um, uh, we're gonna expect any student, whether you're a first year student or an upper class student, uh, to apply for approval to bring cars to campus. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna be really strict on the number of cars we allow on campus. We're gonna limit them a lot. Part of that for us is because we think that's a, an effective way to mitigate um, the virus. So if a student's car is approved, um, the, the, the car will be parked with have a student parking lot and there'll be a gate, but that gate's gonna be uh, locked. 
So if a student um, ha has exception to leave the campus, if they get an exception, they're gonna have to work with Collis, who's our associate dean, uh, on the details for them to be able to have that gate unlocked for whatever the purpose of their um, travel is. Um, students are gonna, uh, we don't want students traveling outside of Berea. Uh, we don't want students going home. We don't want homecoming to Berea. And part of that is not because we don't care about community, but we're trying to keep, um, we're trying to keep exposure to the virus low so that we could uh, st uh, stay, keep the campus open and make sure our ac your academic uh, goals are achieved. Um, off-campus students, um, there, there are some off-campus students who will be allowed to have cars. Um, they'll be scheduled. Um, they could only bring the car to campus when they're taking classes or coming to campus to work. And their expectation is not is going to be not to drive people off campus or to their off-campus apartments. Because again, we don't, we're trying to really, really um, mitigate uh, this virus. All students are going to be um, if, if, if anyone wants an exception to the policy, you're going to have to apply in the letter that the president sent to you. There's a link under the under the car section. Uh, that's the link that will be reviewed. So you can send emails, and we will read the emails. But you're uh, filling out that application on the link is what is what's going to be. Uh, used in order to make a determination. So please uh, go to that letter that the president said, find the car section and, and click that link if you're interested in applying for an exception. Um, the three grounds for an exception are extraordinary circumstances. If you have some personal medical uh, matters that need to be attended to, and also if you're an off-campus student. So um, we're also gonna be providing campus shuttles because we know students are gonna have to uh, do some shopping every now and then. Um, so there will be an ample shuttle program um, that we'll be implementing for, for everyone this fall term. Thank you. So what's next for you? <clears throat> um, we're going to ask that you review the email and the documents that were sent to you on June 26th. Uh, those came to you from myself and Luke Hudson on behalf of the administrative committee. Uh, we ask that you go through those documents carefully. A lot of it's what we covered in this uh, town hall right here. Um, and contact us if you have questions and would like to discuss your options in more detail. You can email us at firstyearberea.edu. We will make absolutely sure that um, if your email question is uh, specific to a department that it gets filtered there. You can contact housing at berea.edu. I put my email up there. I will make sure that it gets um, to someone uh, who can answer the question if it's not myself. Uh, financial aids is finaid, F-I-N-A-I-D at berea.edu. Um, basically what I'm getting at is ask us questions uh, to figure out exactly what's going to work best for you. Consider what the best decision for you personally will be. Um, I know a lot of your friends are going to, to other schools and having to make uh, similar decisions. Um, you have to make a decision that's best for you. And I want you to breathe and understand that while this is a very significant decision, 
you have good options available to you. So what you are deciding right now is not uh, gonna make or break your collegiate career or decide whether or not you're successful. Um, you do have tough decisions to make, but uh, you've got good options available. We care about you and your educational journey. And so we're gonna be there to help you figure out exactly what you need to do um, whenever you get to campus. If that's in the fall, if that's in January, uh, we're gonna be there to help you figure this thing out. And then we ask that you complete the student agreement and submit it by Friday, July the 10th at five o'clock. If we haven't heard from you, uh, we will probably take a few days to try and track people down and uh, make sure that we have uh, their interests there, what they want recorded. But if we don't hear from you, our assumption is going to be that you plan to defer to the spring term. That's gonna be kind of our default if we haven't heard from you and if you haven't signed that student agreement. So we need to hear from you by Friday, July the 10th. At this time, we're gonna jump into some of the question and answer. I'm gonna stop sharing my screen. And I think, I was having a little trouble getting my video back on. Not that anybody's gonna be offended if they don't see my face, but let's try it. Um, Ty, what kind of questions um, are needing to be answered right now uh, that you're seeing? So currently, I think I've kept up with everyone's questions for right now. So there are no new questions that I'm seeing that haven't already been answered. I will uh, say this for everyone, please scroll up and then scroll down. Um, see if the question that you may have in your head right now has already been answered. Uh, there's been a lot of really great questions and I, I was really thoughtful and I answered them in length, I do believe. Uh, so just go through and see if any of those questions have already been answered. And if it hasn't, then uh, please go ahead and write your question <laughs> and we'll get to you. Hi, I think I see one from Eric, I believe about the roommate and I can answer that one. Um, the, the roommate preference, I think they selected it during orientation. Yeah. And I think the student wanted to know if they would be able to keep that. And that is actually a really great question. And there is a possibility um, that you will not end up with that roommate. Um, so we are looking at uh, who's coming to campus and depending on who comes that will create some rearrangement in housing. So um, I would say that's not a guarantee. Um, and so we are going to take that in consideration, but there's a likely, there's a high chance that um, you won't get the, the roommate that you had uh, preferred doing orientation. I see a question on there about needing to go to Lexington every six weeks to get an infusion or some of those. If you have personal um, concerns that are, I need to go to this specific appointment, um, you know, an orthodontist or things like that, um, reach out to us and we'll, we'll talk to you individually about, about what those needs are and how we might be able to accommodate those or if we're going to be able to accommodate those. Um, so maybe start that process off by just, uh, contacting our office directly and we'll we'll get you tied into the the right uh the right people to be able to to answer that yeah i see one question says uh when should we know about our classes are going to be for the fall um 
right now registration is open for our upperclassmen students and that will close on July 17th. And so that's when we'll start registration process for our first year students. Also be in mind that we make your first semester schedule for you. So we will be placing you in uh, those classes for the term A. And so just keep that in mind, it will be communicated with you all. Another question I see is when will uh, be permitted to bring our furniture. Um, Collis can definitely expound on this, but I, I will say that pack light. <laughs> We're encouraging students to pack light. Please only pack, um, honestly, the necessities of what you feel like you will need. So uh, toiletries, things of that sort, and then clothing. But Collis, I'll let you expound. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you hit it, Tasso. Thank you. Housing's going to be sending a communication. Um, so yes, please do pack light. And um, we're asking that students do not bring any additional furniture. So there will be a bed, there will be a desk, there will be um, a three drawer that um, chest there. Um, so we're asking you not to bring any of those large things. Also first year halls, um, we do provide uh, refrigerators or fridges, mini fridges in the uh, rooms as well. So again, you should be able to pack light. Awesome. I will say additionally, you guys can all see if you go into the student life website or you can get there by way of our student success and transition website um, things of what to bring what not to bring it's encouraged to take a look and also you can see the layout of each of the residence halls rooms um, so you can know what has fixed furniture what doesn't and things of that sort so uh, definitely take a look on there I see another question that says are parents going to be needed to get tested since they're bringing us no your parents will not need to get tested I'll also pop this right back over to Collis. Um, when it comes to guests, uh, there will be communication coming out because again, we're wanting to keep those numbers of guests who are also bringing you small as well. So Collis. Yes, and uh, Gus and Dr. Barber, feel free to jump in too. Um, but your parents um, or those that come with you, we will be uh, limiting that. And so um, the family's welcome to travel with you, but in terms of in the residence hall, who gets to come in, um, that will be limited, and we're looking at um, limiting that to two family members, and we're going to be asking that uh, masks are worn, hand sanitizer, things of that sort, um, and temperature check. Um, so there will be some initial checking uh, before uh, your guest is allowed to help you um, with the move-in process. Thank you, Collins. And Ty, if I may, I'm sorry. I I, I re-emphasized, reiterated with the continuing students, and I want to do the same thing for our first-year students, so I'm glad I see several of you with an additional person, which might be your parent or guardian, someone helping you make this decision. It is really important. I mean, even our continuing students said, can't my parents come visit me? And I have to hit this hard to say, this is a virus that while it might not affect you, it could very well affect, impact someone else on campus. And I have to say like today I saw on the news and while you might think there was a Broadway actor, he's 41, you might think that's old. That's not old at all. He had no health symptoms whatsoever. He was in the hospital for 90 days and he died. And so I just want to drive that point home to you that this is a very serious virus. 
it changes every day. Now it is no longer just impacting old people. It is impacting people your age, college students, right? And so again, you might bounce back from this and you might not. That is why the college is giving you this opportunity to defer. And I saw someone asked, what does defer mean? That means that you won't come for the fall semester and you can come, your admissions will be granted in spring semester if we're open or however, we don't know what the spring semester will be. But again, the college is giving you that opportunity to say, you know what, it's too risky. I can't abide by these expectations or I don't want to abide by these expectations or there is the chance that I could get COVID and I don't want to have to deal with that. So you know what, I'm going to defer until the next semester. So please just understand that. Because again, like I said, we are going to be very, very strict when it comes. And I would hate to have to call a parent to say, come get your student because they have been suspended. So just really have honest conversation about that. So I'm, I'm stop preaching. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was really good, Dr. Barber. Um, that actually hits into the very next three questions I was going to address. So I'm going to wrap them up in three. Um, but they, they're they all the same. So the scenarios are, what if I'm a local Berea student and, and I want to go home and visit my parents? Um, Dr. Barber pretty much just gave you that answer. No. Uh, please think about if you should just stay at home and wait for the spring semester. Another person said, what if I have family relatives that work at the college whose house is down the street and walking distance, that's the same thing as being local. We're still going to say you need to probably just think about either staying at home or um, be prepared to just stay on campus. And another is, are parents allowed to bring me items if we, even if I don't meet them on campus or likeliness of that? Again, that goes back to the visitors. Y'all, you have to understand this is a virus and we don't really know the ramifications that this can have fully. And so we're wanting to make sure that we do our best to keep you safe, but also like to reiterate, to keep all of us safe. Like it's not just you students that we're thinking about. Like, yes, y'all are our why and why we come to work and do this. But you also have to think about a lot of us faculty and staff have our own families and we are also coming to work and trying to make sure that we are being safe so that we can go home at the end of the day. So please keep in mind, uh, I would say think about the larger picture here, not just yourself, but also the well-being of others. Um, please let me know if there are other questions that I'm missing. I, oh, I do see one about can I bring a TV? Absolutely. Please bring a TV. You will need to be entertained in your room. <laughs> bring a TV. I strongly suggest doing that. Bring a printer bring all the technology because you can really make your room into like whatever you need it to be for the fall semester so i look forward to you being creative in all the wonderful ways um a clothes hamper in the fall into the no furniture would a clothes hamper fall into the no oh no, no. clothes hamper would not fall into the no furniture category please bring a clothes hamper you'll probably need that for washing clothes sorry that was difficult for me to understand um Hey, Ty, yes. let me jump in on just a couple of these real quick. Just uh, really quick answers on somebody asked what dining is going to look like. Uh, we're going to be rotating students through in rotations kind of based on class schedules and other assignments to keep the numbers down in dining. 
we have a full plan for that. We decided not to include that in this particular presentation since students haven't been on campus, uh, but, but we do have a plan for dining. Uh, it'll be done in, in shifts, um, uh, I think half hour, half hour blocks for that, uh, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with some spaces in between for um, picking other things up. Um, in terms of roommate assignments, um, Gus or Collis or Dr. Barber can jump in here. I think roommate assignments, I told a student earlier today, I wouldn't expect those until late July. Um, I, I think we're really just trying to get a handle on exactly who's going to be coming to campus right now, uh, how many spaces we'll have available. So I wouldn't expect that until, Gus or Collis, would you say in the 20s of July at, at, at the best? I think. Yeah. Yes, late July. I would also add to add that clubs and organizations uh, will be functioning, and they'll be on, on um, they'll be online and through Zoom. They're going to be trying. They're going to be functioning. Our student government president uh, is determined to get the whole student government set up by early September. Um, you can order stuff through the mail uh, that we have a college post office. And if you order something from Amazon, I'm sure they would, there's a process where you can go pick that up uh, at our college post office. And then um, food delivery, uh, we're going to have to work out a protocol in terms of how delivery folks come to campus. Uh, so we're, we're going to be open to that, but it's going to be, real, real methodical, and people won't be allowed to come into the buildings, period. So, and we'll probably say, well, we'll work that out with, with, the, with the local eateries. I'm sorry, can I say one more thing? Just because I think it is also important that we didn't tell this group that we did tell our continuing students. And, and that is just, again, so you can understand the severity of, of this year, of what COVID is doing. And every day, I'm sitting in a private office. Gus is in a private office. He's next door to me. Collis is just right across the hall. When we come in here, we are with our masks. We spray down the office and we use Clorox wipes every day. Maybe somebody did come in here during the night and maybe Maybe they didn't, but it's protection. But the other thing is, is that while we also have facilities assistance, it's a labor position to clean the halls, all students will be expected to clean up after themselves in the restrooms, in the showers, and in the sinks, because we do not want this virus to get a hold of us. So just again, I'm really not trying to scare you. I'm not exaggerating. I just want you all to know the severity and also of what you are walking into. And when you come to campus and you ask students about me, they will tell you, Dr. Barber doesn't sugarcoat things. I'm very upfront and real with you. I'm very honest. So I just want you to, to take that in consideration. I see a question that that I was actually thinking about during one of the during one of the slides. Teresa was talking about. 
Teresa, we got the question, if we defer to the fall semester, what's going to happen to the money that was meant to be used for the fall term? Uh, this includes federal grants and also scholarships from Berea. So how does that look for the students? I know you were talking about aid for students who are on campus for the fall. Uh, what about students who defer? I was just getting, uh, scrolling through, I was just getting ready to answer that one. That, it's freaky. Anyway, um, if you are not here, we will not get that money from the feds or from the state or from your um, club organization who's sending it. Maybe you won something or earned something um, from your high school or you've written an essay and won something from some group, a Rotary Club or something, there will be no money brought in for you for the fall term. If you have an outside scholarship of say $500 and it was to be 250 and 250 with the organization will let us, we'll apply the whole 500 to spring term, but there would be no um, scholarships or grants brought in to the college. Uh, we won't request it. Uh, if you are not enrolled, because when we request it, we're then funneling it out to you, to your account. So if you're not here, we would not be doing that. I hope that answers it. I've seen a couple questions and this is really important for the form. Um, how can we find our B number? Um, if you've logged onto your email, then you've used your B number uh, already. Your B number is that the original password that we sent you, the B00, and then a series of six other numbers, B00, one, two, three, four, five, six. That's your Berea number. Your original password was that B number with an exclamation point and the last four of your social security number. So if you don't have that sheet still, um, I'll go ahead and send out um, probably tonight or tomorrow, I'll send you an email that has your B number embedded in it. That way um, your individual B number, uh, just in case you don't have that sheet, but uh, go back make sure that you know that that original password included your Berean ID number, um, but we'll still send that out to you. If, you. if you don't have access to your email because you don't know what that B number was or you weren't able to get onto it, um, just reach out to our office, firstyearatberea.edu, and we'll figure out a way to get you on the phone. We just have to, to go through a couple steps of confirming your identity, making sure that you know that you are who you say you are, and then we can give you that B number uh, over the phone if we need to. Thank you, Chris. I do wanna add, uh, so the last two things what I am seeing, uh, one was a question about church. We do recognize that some local churches have shuttles available, but as Berea College, we're still working on what that will look like. Uh, Dr. Barber may have more context to that. No, uh, what I can say is that we have asked the local churches to please do not send a van uh, to pick up any students for at least three weeks as we continue to also work out um, and they provide online services versus um, coming and picking up students. We have given them protocol that we follow here and we have asked them to follow protocol. And we've also informed them that if they cannot follow the protocol, such as 
um, the social distancing on vans, then we may not participate or allow our students um, to travel uh, to those churches. So again, as Ty was saying, we're still trying to work out those details, but at least until September, um, they, the churches are in agreement that they would not be coming to campus to pick up students. Thank you. And then the last question I'll address, and then I'll throw it back to you, Chris, is there were two questions that were pretty similar. One was, so is it still an option to take online classes from our home this fall? Um, no, not through Berea College. That would mean that you just need to defer to the spring semester. However, please understand that we're not saying that you can't take classes at your local community college or something like that. I mean, we're encouraging it. If that's an option that you have, go for it. Uh, we'll still treat that as you still being a new student when you come in the spring. It'll be transfer credit and you'll be all good to go. Uh, so I believe I addressed two separate questions in one. Uh, Chris, back over to you. Um, back over to me. Are Gus, Collis, Chanel, anyone else seeing questions that need to be answered in this? Let me go ahead and say while they're looking through that or thinking through uh, what we've done. Uh, as Ty mentioned, we've recorded this, so we're going to be going through all the questions that have shown up on the chat, um, and we'll be sending out an email with answers to some of the common questions that we might not have gotten to in, uh, in this conversation. Um, so we'll try and get you as much information as possible uh, within the next 24 hours uh, as you continue to think about your decision. Um, and we'll be posting this, again, the, uh, the audio of this to, um, to our Facebook and Instagram accounts very soon or to the podcast uh, very soon. Anybody seeing other questions that, that they think we need to address at this time? Uh, I just saw two. Um, one, two students asked, I think, about prescriptions. What I would say is White House Clinic is the healthcare provider that works with students, as well as uh, counseling has, some, some, uh, has someone that works with them. So there might be alternatives other than having your parents bring your medication. Um, and so that's just, in general, if you have those concerns, I think working with White House and, and maybe uh, Lisa's office, uh, we might be able to figure out what, what's going to be best there. Um, but we don't have to get into that, you know, um, if that's individualized there. And then the other piece, just reiterating, uh, because I did see it in the chat, Again, we're going to limit the number of people in the hall. The halls are, everything is shared. And because of that, we're going to be scheduling move-in time and we're going to be, um, I'm not sure if you, if your grocery stores did this early on with COVID, but uh, we're going to be limiting the capacity, the number of people. Um, so no, we would not want to operate and have a, a bunch of different people in and out of the hall. Um, so I think Ty had answered that one, but I think it is pretty big to kind of understand um, to prepare for move-in. Paulus, there's one question that uh, just came up about gender-inclusive housing. Can someone speak to that about when they will know? Yes, gender-inclusive housing, the applications have been sent uh, to first-year students. And Hannah might know the deadline. I think it's coming up on the 10th. Uh, Hannah, correct me if I'm off there, but I think it's due on the 10th as well. 
And just like all other placements, you would know um, towards the end of July. That's it? Yeah. All right. Thank you. That was a really great question. Well, I do believe that is all of the things that we've <laughs> seen. Um, if there are any more questions, please don't hesitate to email us at firstyear at berea.edu, along with um, any of the other people that were on this call, call us. Yes. One last one that I saw that was really important. Uh, students are asking if they need to bring their own cleaning uh, materials. The residence hall does have cleaning materials for common spaces. But I, I mean, it would not hurt, you know, if you want to bring things to wipe down your personal space. But in terms of the hall at large, there will be cleaning supplies and things of that sort. Um, so you don't need to buy a year's supply of, of cleaning supplies. But it wouldn't hurt to bring a few things with you. Awesome. Thank you also. Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I don't know why I don't know why Todd's trying to end this so badly. We've, we, we've got no, time. So everybody, mute your mic for a moment, Ty. Uh, everybody, just just relax for a little bit. We've got until eight. We've got until eight o'clock. So uh, just hang on. I've got a few questions I'm going to answer. Teresa, why don't you go ahead? Yeah. Now I got tickled. And I think I forgot my quest. My question. Oh, um, there was one. I saw at least one mention this, um, and it was if COVID has affected the family income can that be discussed? Uh, there will be a process that you can contact our office and we can put you in a process. We won't be doing that until later in the term because we don't know what is happening. Maybe your family, your mother, father, or guardian, whoever is unemployed currently, but they get a job in three weeks. So we're gonna wait a little bit longer in 2020 to see what really happens with family income and that, excuse me, and that can be addressed through financial aid um, a little later in, in the term, uh, but that's not something we're gonna tackle right at this point. But yes, um, there will be a process if the income has drastically decreased that we can um, look at that to see if it might lower your EFC. So I'm going to tackle just a couple quick questions that, that pop up there. Um, one, I saw two or three times asked about what the summer is going to look like for, for students who defer to the spring. The summer is going to look exactly like what you want it to look like. If you decide to stay on campus and take classes, uh, you can do so. If you decide to do an internship, you can apply to do an internship. Um, if you decide to, to go home and work, you can go home and work. Um, I would encourage students who defer to the spring to consider staying and taking summer classes. We have two terms that run through the summer. We have a May term, which is four weeks, and then we have a summer term, which is seven weeks, similar to our session A and session B. And students can get up to, I wanna say it's like 3.25 credits during the summer, so almost a full, a full load um, just in the summer alone. So. If you defer to the to the spring term, you might really consider um, staying and taking some of those uh, summer classes. Um, somebody also asked about transfer credits from other institutions. Uh, our office was discussing that today. You can reach out to the registrar's office, um, registrar at berea.edu, or um, again, you can just email us at firstyear at berea.edu. If you defer to the spring, 
you will have a success advisor assigned to you that will likely either be Marcus Epps or Rosanna Wilhite. Uh, they will be there to help you consider what classes you might take at another institution, whether or not they think those will transfer. They'll work with you to work with the registrar's office to see what credits might transfer over and how they might transfer. So we'll, we'll handle that conversation for our office and try to make sure that you're making um, a really uh, informed decision on that. Um, there were some other questions I was gonna answer. Are there other people that have them? Chris, I do have a question. Yeah. Um, can you clarify the language being used between cover? Uh, I think some students are confused about having to cover their fall semester if they decide to wait to the spring semester to start and then and they decide to do summer, they think that that covers them missing the fall term. Can you just clarify what that language is? Um, I'm, I, I'm not, I'm not sure. So let me just, let me just say this and it doesn't answer the question, then let me know. If you come in the spring term, you're going to have eight terms to complete your degree. So Gus has mentioned a few times that you're the class of 2024. So that means your expected graduation date would be May of 2024. So if you're coming in the spring, we're going to just assume that you're going to take eight terms to finish at Berea College. So your graduation date would be December of 2024. So you would have all the way through the fall term of 2024 to complete your degree. If you chose to take summer classes this coming summer and maybe the next summer, that would potentially get you caught up as a, as a bad term. There's so much pressure and so much, you know, idea that, that you just have to graduate in four years or whatnot. And, and that's societal kind of stuff or, or whatnot. We want you to graduate as quickly as possible, but you're not going to be behind in any way if you, if you take those full eight terms. So if you decided to take summer classes, that would essentially get you, a full term's worth of credits, uh, which would be four credits um, in the summer. So you might not need that extra term at the end. You might be able to graduate in seven terms. We have students that do that all the time, that come and take summer classes and get caught up um, or, or get ahead a little bit and, and complete their degree a little bit early. So, so we would encourage you to, to take those summer classes. Does that answer the question, Ty? Yes, okay. thank you. Teresa, I saw your hand Teresa. up. Yeah, since you're talking about summer, I saw a question in there uh, about summer financial aid. The award letter that you will receive is for the academic year, which is fall and spring or just spring. Summer aid will be packaged based on a summer registration, which typically occurs in April. Um, or May, well, probably March, March uh, be a little. So award letters, financial aid, there is financial aid for the summer for most students. It depends on course load, uh, several things, but just know that your award letter that you're getting now is only for the academic year. Summer award letters would not even be out until next March or April. I see a question from that. Hey, Chris. Oh, go ahead, please, Jessica. Yeah, then one thing that uh, kind of popped up as we're talking about uh, credits and transcripts and those kinds of things. One thing I want to remind students, I know you've kind of moved on from the admissions world and you're tired of talking to us. 
Um, but whether you're deferring to the spring semester or you're still planning to come to campus in August, you are still required to submit a final high school transcript to the college. And about 30% of our first year students who are committed um, have not yet done that. Um, so if you have not submitted a final high school transcript, um, let me encourage you, even if you're planning to defer to the spring, um, your high school counselors, they're planning to start working with high school seniors uh, immediately. So go ahead and get that transcript sent to us. Uh, and the same is true for your dual enrollment transcripts. If you're planning to transfer classes that you took as a dual enrollment student, go ahead and send those classes to, or those transcripts to us as well, um, so that the registrar can be evaluating those transcripts as well. Uh, so really we need those transcripts immediately. The deadline for those was July 1st. So this is my friendly reminder uh, to you that admissions is still waiting for about a third of you to send us your, your final transcripts. Um, and if you uh, want to send those directly to me, you can do that as well. Uh, my email is Pena, B-E-N-A-J, at berea.edu. Thank you so much. That's really important. So please adhere to that, students. A question that I saw is, um, <laughs> would we still be able to meet with our academic advisors and counselors on campus in person or online? The answer is yes, you will definitely be able to meet with them. Also, yes, it will more than likely be online. <laughs> a lot of our uh, faculty staff and administrative people all over the campus are opting um, to do online as best as we can, uh, um, as well as following the guidelines as healthy at work by the governor. And so you will be on campus if you decide to come, absolutely, but you will still have a large online presence with those that you're interacting with. Thanks, Ty. That was the question I was gonna answer. So I'll answer Maggie's. Uh, she just finished a summer class through MSU uh, on Friday. Is it too late to send those? No, it's absolutely not. Um, if you have just finished up summer courses at another institution, please talk to the registrar's office of that institution and have those transcripts sent to Berea College. And that way we can get that built into your schedule. We don't wanna assign you a psychology class for your first term if you just took a psychology class and are gonna get the social science perspective or something like that out of the way. So we want those transcripts as soon as possible if you're just wrapping up some summer term coursework at another institution. Thank you. Uh, another question, there was two that I'll address is about the Bonner program and ESC. Um, so we don't yet know what the Bonner program is going to look like. If you're in CELTS, that will be communicated through uh, through the CELTS director. And then same for ESP, uh, the question is, are we required to come on campus in the fall? No, you are not required to come on campus in the fall. Um, if you decide to opt out, there will be communication that is communicated with you about how your involvement with the Emerging Scholars Program would look with you at a distance. Thank you, Ty. Um, so now I am at 5-2 going to start that slow process of wrapping things up. Um, we've held Ty off a little bit. Um, I love Ty. Listen, you guys are going to, when you get here, you're going to be able to feel and see that uh, between Ty and I when you get here. Um, <laughs> But I do think it's time that we kind of start, start closing this down a little bit. So I would ask our panelists if anybody has final kind of comments, wrap up uh, concerns that they've heard or things that they want to put out there. And then I'll, I'll close this out in just a minute. So does anybody have anything they're wanting to, needing to say? I think uh, the last thing that, that I will say is, again, as this is a challenge and so for students who do decide to come, 
our counseling services will be available. They have been doing telecounseling uh, ever since we started this back uh, in March when we dispersed our students. So while some of them will be on campus, they won't be seeing in-person students um, unless it is an emergency, but they will be doing telecounseling. And so um, you can still get an appointment time and sign up for a counselor. So do know we will have resources available on campus because it's one, it's going to be a tough semester because you are brand new to Berea College coming out of high school. It's going to be tough because again, COVID is dictating how we, how everyone in society is operating right now. Thank you, Dr. Barber. Anybody else? Okay, seeing none, uh, what I will say is this. Um, some of you are in situations where you very much want to be on campus in the fall term. Uh, and if you want to be on campus in the fall term, then we are going to be ready for you. Uh, I hope that you've heard uh, the message clearly that this is going to be different than uh, the traditional college um, first fall term uh, for, that we've ever had. Uh, it's going to be a different experience. Um, we want you to come understanding that. But if you're wanting to be here in the fall, then we're, we're excited to have you and we're gonna work with you um, well to make sure that, that you've got everything you need to be successful on campus this term. Some of you are in a situation where you need to be at Berea this term. We're absolutely, uh, again, here to welcome you and work with you um, and do our best to educate you in the ways that uh, Berea College has been doing for 150 plus years. If you do not want to be here in the fall, if you are feeling unsafe, if you decide to come in the spring term, uh, if you have any um, concerns about all of the restrictions and all of that, then we strongly encourage you to defer to the spring term. And we will welcome you with open arms when we get to January. We will be very excited to see you. We will have lots of things set up for you um, to, to get you on campus uh, and, and continue or begin your education in the spring. Uh, and take care of you as best we can at that time. So whatever decision you make, our goal is to support you, uh, to help you make the right decision, and to make sure that you're in the best situation possible. Uh, as Dr. Barber just said, it's going to be a challenge this fall. It's gonna be a challenge if you come to campus, it's gonna be a challenge if you stay home. Uh, we recognize that, but uh, Berea College has been doing this work for a very long time. Uh, we've gone through a lot of different things over our, our history. And this is no different. We're going to keep educating students and we're going to, um, yeah, we're going to keep doing that. So we're excited to have you. We're excited to see you. Uh, and at this point, I'm going to go ahead and end this meeting. So thank you guys very much. Continue to ask us if you have questions and we will see you soon. Thank you.